0: Dennis, we said this last week. We started the episode last week by saying happy anniversary, and now it is actually happy anniversary. Now it is actually one yes. year.
1: Right, because the 52nd episode is, the, yeah, because it's the start. Yeah, yeah, okay, I see, I see, I see.
0: And also, I mean, that on top of the fact that the 52nd episode was a very, very bad. We do apologize. Holy moly, last week's episode, I mean, look, they can't all be winners, Dennis. Yeah, 1 in 52 is not a bad batting average. I'll take that, I think. Yeah. Yeah, it was a stinker. We do apologize. It was, we, we we were calculating, we spent about an hour recording and ended up with like 35 minutes of actual, I was going to say usable content. I, I don't even know if usable applies there, but anyway, I do apologize. Okay,
1: I think, I think it was fine, but... The delay on our end for actually recording it was pretty crippling. Oh, my severe.
0: terrible microphone that I paid a lot of money for that I thought was going to be good in times when I was traveling. Anyway, I'm not traveling now. I'm back from Melbourne, back in, uh, back on the sunny coast, back in beautiful Queensland, Dennis. Mm-hmm. And it's very good to be home. Let me tell you that. Um, good to be home. Good to be recording the one-year anniversary podcast of this with my good mate. But did you he get here? Dennis, very good. Can I tell you this? It mm-hmm. wasn't all smooth sailing in Melbourne. No. So I grew up in Melbourne, obviously, right? And
1: yes. near near
0: near Dennis Station, as I recall. Near, actually yes, near I Dennis I went through Dennis Station many times. <laughs> I thought of you I, I was I, I thought I probably actually should record it and send it to you, but I didn't, so I yeah that was just something I thought about kind of like when you thought about me when you went and saw public service broadcasting or whatever it was on my birthday you thought about me you didn't let me know that you are thinking about me anyway so yep. <laughs> I <laughs> when I was on the train right my sister lives in Alfington, which is two stations away from Dennis Station whenever I was heading out the train to visit her it would go now approaching Dennis oh no I do hate that I really you just enjoyed- look at the window.
1: you see me standing in the middle of the track like the T-1000 <laughs>
0: I did enjoy the train was approaching Dennis, uh, so that was good fun. Anyway,
1: a very popular one of those that we have in Ireland here because we have to, we're a bilingual nation mm. on paper, is that they will say the name of the station in English and then in Irish. Mm-hmm. So it will go. i um, I'll try to think of an example. Uh, Pierce uh, Pierce Street, trod mm. Fiersig, or whatever, right? Mm-hmm. But then the last stop on most of the lines is Bray, where I grew up, which in Irish is Bray. Mm. So at the end, it goes, next station, Bray, Bray. And I had like uh, some cousins and stuff come over from, from Bosnia when I was younger. And they were like, so is it Bray or Bray Bray? And I was like, what are you talking about? He's
0: like, the train says it's called Bray Bray. And I was like, it de- oh, I see what's yeah. happened here. I understand. Yeah. The tra- the train's playing games with you, mate. The train's been a bit of a silly goose. Um, it, th- there are a few things like that in, in Scotland as well, because they have some some place names in Gaelic, right, or Scottish, or not not Scots. Mm-hmm. I think it's Gaelic or Gaelic, um, and some are very different, and some are just slightly spicy versions of the English ones. So it does mm-hmm. it does look funny seeing them on a on a street sign. It's like, oh wait, hang on. Okay, so it's seventeen kilometers to Glasgow, but it's 17 kilometers to Glaschu. I understand. Okay, all right, yeah. We um the biggest example of that is a place near where I live now called
1: Dunleer, which I think I've been to with you. It's where that game shop is.
0: Um, um did we go to Dunleer? We'll
1: so you have anyway. <clears throat> it was called Dunleary, yeah, which just means which just means like Fort Larry, yep. Um, and then in the early nineteen hundreds, they Anglicized it to Kingstown. So because the, <laughs> when the king when one, when some king came here, they landed in that port, right? Yep. Very common thing. I'm sure. That, I mean, you live in Queensland. I'm sure it's not massively unrelated. Yes. 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 Yeah. Um, and then, you know, sometime later they were like, nope, Irish sovereignty, please, back to Dunleary. But there's a very couple, a very, very few things that are still like the Kingston Inn and stuff, and you're like, mm, let it
0: go. Let it go, dude, come on, we're not going back. It's fine. Yeah, we've had our Irexit and it's not happening again. Um, yeah. But no, I want to tell you about some of the experiences I had in, in, in Melbourne that were, look, you know, we, we kind of talked about this heading into the episode, not very funny, uh, not very frothy, but you've kind of said that the podcast doesn't always have to be light, funny, frothy, that sort of thing. Um, no, we've got a lot of grand to give before we get like serious and sad. So I think you're fine. To, yeah, but to this is actually something that bit. was very interesting and something I didn't really anticipate. And I I want I want to get your take on it and I also want to get the take I want to have the listeners think about what their view of this is, right? Mm-hmm. So Megan and I went engagement ring shopping. Right now, this is something that we decided to do. Yeah, exactly. Now, it's, it's a pretty big thing, right? Like, we decided to do this together. I wanted her to be included in the process rather than me just go and buy a design that she hated and then we'd have to just go and take it back because that was probably, I think, something I would do given my general just deal with this sort of thing. I wanted her That's involved. That's not in- that
1: uncommon. It's not uncommon to buy what's, um, I can't remember what it's called, but it's it's not a promising in the, the term, the term is case, you know. But a ring for just that purpose, and then you go and buy the real ring later. A placeholder. I could
0: have just given her an elastic band and been like, you know, "No, no, she she wanted wow. like the proposal to be a, you know, big beautiful thing with the with the ring and everything." And also, like, she has to wear it every day for the rest of her life. So I thought, we'll just. It, she knows it's coming. It's not. It's not. You know. It's not going to be a huge surprise. I mean, I'm going to try to do everything I can to make it a surprise. But I'm, I'm really, really sailing into the wind here with that. Anyway, so we had arranged to go to some jewelers in Melbourne. I grew up in Melbourne. I was mm. actually quite keen to get a ring in Melbourne just because that's where, like, cause we don't live there anymore. We probably never will, but like just having it made in Melbourne, I think was something that was, I don't know. It was just like a nice little sentimental touch. That I thought we could add to the ring, but Dennis, we're a modern couple, you know, we, okay. we're, we're, we're smashing the system. We're defying gender norms. You know, sometimes Megan will remove spider. No, actually, that's not true. Megan will never remove a spider. But Megan drives me around. I like that. I enjoy it when she does that. You know, I do a lot of you enjoy, you enjoy your role as a passenger princess? Yeah, absolutely. I'll take it. And so we're not, I wouldn't say we're a traditional couple. And we visited some jewelers that didn't seem to think much of the fact that we very, very specifically don't want a diamond ring. I don't okay. Know. I like I don't know what Jewelers are going to do if they don't adapt here. Because adapt, yeah. Some of like it wasn't just like oh no we don't really do lab grown diamonds or oh okay no we're not really interested in like you know making moissanite moissanite rings right like that's just not something we do. It was full on like actual judgment.
1: And well, it's attacking
0: of, their livelihood, right? But they can pivot. Like this is this Yeah, is but an, they're pivoting
1: to they're pivoting to an item that costs 6 or 7 times less we we'll sell more
0: of them. Sell bigger ones. Yeah, sell so bigger ones. is like well, the size well, well, of an well, orange. Yeah, we'll, we'll come. We'll come to that. Anyway, so we went with a couple of jewelers, had some had some consultations with a couple of different people, and, and like just sat down and chatted. And, and every time we brought up the fact that we didn't want "quote unquote" a real diamond, the pushback.
1: But did, you did want a lab grown diamond. It's not that you didn't want a diamond. But what you wouldn't like. Would you have wanted like a platinum band with a ruby in it or something?
0: No, no. Like no. Specifically, <laughs> we want we want a diamond alternative. So either a lab grown diamond yes. or or a moissanite, right? Um, which Where, what are cubic what are cubic zirconians? What are they? Just glass. The, the, cool okay. the, well the problem is there right so so the, I want to I want to really dig into this because I think there's a lot to lot to discuss right
1: I also think you've learned a lot more about diamonds in the last probably six or seven weeks than you ever
0: thought you'd need to in your life that's very imagine. true yes absolutely and I can I can lay that knowledge on people here and now but what I want to talk about Dennis is there is so much pressure put on both sides of the equation here right both the proposer and the proposee In this situation, and I don't like—I don't think it's a gender thing necessarily. I think traditionalists will look at it like that. But the person who is doing the proposing, there is a lot of there is a lot of pressure on that person to prove how much they love the other person with an upfront monetary cost that is effectively just flushing money down the toilet, right? Like it doesn't three months' salary, baby. It just doesn't. But this is completely invented. This thing—it'd just be one month's salary, and then it was two, and Mm -hmm. now it's three. Beers next will make it say it's four, you know. And then for for the person who's being proposed to, right, the proposee, it's almost, for them it's like, well, if you get proposed to with a ring that isn't worth a shitload of money, this person doesn't really love you. Your relationship is not valid, right? And it reminds me of some of the predatory stuff that goes on in a very, you know, I mean, this is the same industry, basically the wedding industry. Even in the funeral business, right, it's taking advantage of people when there is outward... When there's a lot of emotions in the relationship and a lot of eyeballs on the relationship externally,
1: funeral seems worse to me than wedding. I agree that the wedding the wedding stuff is predatory, yeah, but they're trying to take advantage of people's pressure to like conform to societal expectations exactly. Whereas right. the funeral stuff feels like you're creating pre- pre- um, on people who are, just vo- just flat yeah vulnerable. just not
0: thinking straight like can't think straight don't yeah. care it's they've got other yeah and, 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 it, it, and there's a time pressure there that isn't really there with weddings
1: in the same way that's probably true yeah it, but it, but it's the same it's the it's, no i agree it's the same it's, it's it
0: gives me the same feeling the same ballpark right it's society's expectations that are largely constructed right so going in and having these consultations was very difficult Right for a couple so of hang, what, you,
1: you you were looking so you were looking to get a ring
0: made from scratch. we were looking at we were so looking you, for some custom. Like Megan had some ideas about what she wanted in terms of a custom design, right? And I was
1: quite, so right. So you're looking for them to order in a moissanite or a lab grown diamond, yeah. and make a ring around it, right? Uh, exactly.
0: Yes, and we were looking for because Megan works. Megan works with horses. She wants a very hard wearing, and durable ring. So we were looking at alternative mm. materials like like cobalt for the ring to be made of, right, rather than something soft like gold. Ah, it could be very mildly radioactive. Well, that's, that's exciting. I didn't realize that was... Is that not... Is that, does that cost extra, Dennis? Maybe we could incorporate so. that into the design as well. That'd be nice. I think some portion
1: of all cobalt is mildly radioactive. The Just way, like, in, in, potassium is and in stuff. In the same way the
0: bananas are. Yeah, okay, that makes sense. Yeah, yeah.
1: I think some portion... Because I don't think you can separate it. I'm not certain. My ring's made of tungsten, which is, like, one of the
0: densest metals in the world, would recommend. Well, not but, very glamorous. Well, but, but he... Okay, so here's he's where... what like this, this is where my personal element comes into it here, right? Now Dennis you you know you're one of my very closest friends you know me very well how would you describe in mm-hmm. general terms my relationship with money I would
1: describe you as cartoonishly miser All
0: right mate well you didn't okay I was just, <laughs> just, just to, you know like, you didn't know I mean, you kind of come at me that hard anyway no look I'm a huge tight ass and that's something that I I used to be very ashamed of and now I'm not really anymore. Well less I think you less I think you're less, I th- I think you're also less of a tight ass than you used to be for sure yes definitely and 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 it, in <laughs> It's funny how much of that old burning shame I used to feel when I was 18 when I was trying to hide how much I hated spending money came back during these consultations when these jewelers were like, well, of course you're going to spend this much money. We're getting quoted five-figure sums for these rings, and I'm getting a raised Whoa! idea for the jeweler. No, no, no. Dennis, like, we had $10,000 quotes, right, for, for these rings, right? That is, okay,
1: I know, you, I, know I call you miserly. Mm. That is a lot of money to spend on an engagement ring. It's a lot,
0: right? And I don't know, I, like, I was blown away by that amount. I, I was so I was gobsmacked. So right? you must
1: you, you must have had an idea going
0: in. Because I, I remember talking to you about it. You like looked
1: up how much these kind of rings cost. Yeah. No, I don't What was the ball what was the ballpark you were willing to, ex- you were expecting to play? And knowing that when you get there on the day, they're going to nickel and diamond, it's going to inflate a little bit.
0: Like 5K, I guess. I w- 5K would have been like, Ooh, okay, well, I guess we're, you know, uh, between two and three. But that, been like, that's, oh, well.
1: that's falling, and this isn't me trying to disclose how much money you make, but that is falling firmly within
0: quite a lot of people's three-month salary range. It, but, but, well, okay, first of all, this is Australian dollars, so... It's. Oh, probably, so it's, fun. it's probably, I, know, I know. I know. It's funny money, but still, it's probably a bit less than that. But, but um, the other element of it is, I knew it was going to be like it's a custom job. It's it's it, it was going to have some. It was going to be some extra expense involved. But like again,
1: well, Riley, I've done some very quick googling. Yeah. According to a 2020 industry report, hmm. the average amount spent on an Australian engagement ring is five thousand three hundred and sixty-seven dollars. Yeah, it's so much money. So you you weren't even skimping. You cause, and uh, despite all the stuff you said, you're like, "Well, I think this is institution. I think it's a little bit scammy, not scammy, but I think a little bit predatory." Yeah, yeah, yeah. You, you were, you were planning to spend about an average amount, right? And that's coming. And from they, came twi- they came in twice. They came. And that's coming from a bloke who I've seen agonize over whether he wants to get the cheeseburger or the bacon cheeseburger because it's a uh, 70, I don't difference. think I've ever
0: agonised over a genus. So I'm never going to get the bacon cheeseburger if it costs an extra two <laughs> sure, dollars. That's bacon fair much. enough. Yeah. No, I've never, never been agonising decision. Absolutely not. Um, but here, here's where it gets really, really difficult. Every time a bloke, right? And I feel like this is more a dynamic. I, look, I, I'm not going to speak to same sex or gender diverse couples because I'm not. I don't. I can't. I don't have any experience of, of being in a relationship like that or, or what the dynamics are there. And they could also be the, also right?
1: the like the like societal expectations are much less well documented. Of course,
0: because right? there isn't there isn't thousands of years of, 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 of history of of those relationships being you know very 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 front and center front in, in, in literature and media and exactly. stuff. Yeah, so. I'm not trying to diminish the experience of people who are going through that sort of stuff, and they're probably facing challenges that are far, that far outweigh what I'm going through. But as the bloke in a heterosexual relationship, when it comes to proposing, right, mm-hmm. there is already all this pressure on you to prove how much you love the girl that you're proposing to by spending a shitload of money on her, right? Yep. And what's really difficult is that I have a bit of a reputation of being a tight ass. I'm sitting down in front of these jewelers and looking at the, uh, with wide popping eyes when I'm told $10,000 for a ring. And, Dennis, and I know this is going to sound like a cop-out, Megan doesn't want an expensive ring. She mm. really doesn't. Do you know what she wants instead? A pool at a house that we might buy. <laughs> yeah, yeah, okay. So we're sitting there and this jeweler is getting out pretty big sample stones, right? Like, but Are these lab-grown or? Oh, these are pieces of, z- of, of z- cubic zirconium, right? But... It just so paperweights, you say? Yeah. Well, yeah, and they wouldn't—they'd probably shatter into a million pieces if they fell off your desk. It's—it it's, is just glass, anyway. Um, so he's bringing out these stones to give Megan an idea of like how they might look on her finger with these sample rings and stuff. They've got—they've got a pretty slick setup. Like you put a sample ring on your finger, and then you can put a sample, quote unquote, diamond—it's just glass—into it, so see so what it looks like. And this guy's pushing bigger and bigger rings on Megan, being like, "Oh no, your finger can definitely carry mm-hmm. that." That's, well, that he's that's a salesman. A like, but the, and and this is what was really uncomfortable because Megan's looking at me. She's like, I don't want this. I don't want a big, I want a small stone. Like, I don't want a big stone, right? And then, you know, we, uh, we're not going for cobalt. Let's go for white gold and 18 carat white gold as well. Like, you don't want nine carat like mm. this. And it's just always ups and this. And I just felt like at every point, it's not just like, okay, here's the, here's the comparison I use. If I was to buy a car. And I was Mm -hmm. to talk about that with my friends. And I'm like, oh, I found a great deal. I've like cut this corner and I'm going to make this budgetary cut. But I'm really happy with, you know, I've I've read good reviews about this thing and that thing. And I'm happy with this. I've done all. And people are like, oh, wow, I'm impressed. You've done all your due diligence, right? It looks like you've got yourself a bargain. You have that same conversation about an engagement ring. And I think a lot of people, the immediate because of the societal pressure is like, oh, okay. Don't you like really love this girl? Mm. And that's so shitty, I think. No, it is. You're dead right. I mean, I understand. Look,
1: I understand the jewelry salesman who works on commission, yeah, wanting to hustle it. Yeah, I, yeah. I, I don't, I don't, I don't know how to respect it, but I certainly understand. Yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. But then you get into this sort of like sunk cost fallacy, where if you have friends who have made these kinds of purchases, they feel compelled to defend them. Yeah, it's uh, and by shaming you for yours, and it would happen all the time when you buy a video game that isn't very good. And you have to, and then you're like, "Well, because I'm 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 17, so I can only buy one video game every six months or whatever. I gotta defend
0: this and play it to the death. You know what I mean? Metal Gear Solid Three is really good, all right. And listen, in ten years' time, I'll be making you'll love it as well when I make you play it. Slow down. No, it is pretty good. Metal Gear Solid Three. Don't you use that name in this house? (laughs) Uh, (laughs) you're
1: right, though. Like, I mean, when I went to buy Nikki's ring, yeah. This this is what
0: I wanted to ask. I wanted to ask about you, about your experiences, the pressure that you felt, and how you got through this process. So it was very
1: easy for me okay. in that there were very few decisions to be made okay. because Nikki's family has a jeweler that they've always gone to in Dublin. Ah. It's not like a massive jeweler, they got, they got a, but they, they got have a, a, jewel a family guy. jeweler. They got a jewel they guy. They got a jewel guy. <laughs> so like both of her sister's engagement rings were from there. Yada, yada, mm-hmm. And ever since as long as they've been dating, she's like, well, if you, if you propose to me, it should, it should come from Weldon's. So and I'm like, okay, fine, right easy, right. done. Yep. So, and, and Nikki loves the Georgian period. She loves the Georgian architecture. Mm-hmm. I, you know, She's a member of the Irish Georgian Society, all that kind of stuff. So, I went on Weldon's website, looked, and they had one antique Georgian ring. Yep. And I was like, and it was in around the, the price point that I was looking to spend. Mm-hmm. And it was a sapphire, which is like her birthstone and stuff. Oh. But it was a purple sapphire, Slammed which are kind up. of rare. And I was like, free freebie. Absolutely. Easy. Easy
0: game. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: So I went in, I looked at a bunch of other rings and nothing, nothing, basically nothing shook me from this one. And that's the ring she has now. Nice. I went in with my dad and did it. That, yeah. But I, I, you know, I w- i think it would have been a lot harder had there not been a Georgian ring on that website, to be totally honest with you, because I would have been flying a little bit blind there. Like I knew broadly what kind of color and what kind of shape she wanted.
0: But then you entered but- into, because, but because the ring already existed and had a price tag affixed, there's no real opportunity. Like the blokes are like, oh, want to staple a diamond onto that for you, mate. You know? Just, yeah, there's
1: no inflation opportunity. That's kind true. Of,
0: it is what it is, right? Yeah. Whereas, yeah, for me, it was just every, or for us, I should say, at every turn, it was like, "Well, you want this, of course, won't you?" And you want this, like it, it was this. Do you want fries with that mentality from go to woe? And that happened to me when I got my wedding suit. That's something I can empathise with. Well, your wedding suit. Uh, was, so, I mean, I don't know if you want to share how much you spent on your wedding suit or you, how much you like that was a that was a hefty purchase. That was a f- it was a it was a very suit, like it was a very hefty purchase. Yeah.
1: Um and I'm you know, and to my credit like I have worn it to every wedding I've been to since and I'm probably gonna get buried in it but um that was very much that sort of now do you want the the slightly um the, the slightly sort of diffused lining for the discerning gentleman yeah. or the ordinary lining for the small penis simpleton for, whichever for you want knock, exactly a, yeah whichever you want is up to you and I'm like oh and, and at every yeah, turn yeah, you know yeah. And my father a- very graciously bought that suit, but I'm I'm his only son. It felt like a thing, you know what I mean? But um, well, it's your money if you're a, if you're the only child. It's your money. That is technically true, but, uh, and th- that is a line that he will often pull if we ever go out to dinner. Yeah. And like I would like to say, me, Nicky, and my parents go to dinner, and I try to pay. He'll be like, mate, cut it out. The yeah. only person laughing here is the taxman. If you pay, because you're <laughs> going to end up having to pay Aaron. And I'm like, okay, Robin, all right, robbing the
0: inheritance tax. That's very really good. Yeah. i want to tell you, like i really want to keep talking about this because there's just so much that like, no no you should i asked, yeah, but right? also, i haven't I haven't found out how the story ends well i want to tell you something else that one of these jewelers said which which mm-hmm. really really rubbed me the wrong way because this was a sales trick like no other right brought up lab grown diamonds and I was like i, mm-hmm. I like I, at this point I'm just like i want to make it clear to you we are not interested in buying a diamond and he starts talking about other gems. Says so like, no, no, we would like a diamond alternative, right? We are. We would like to buy. A, it's either going to be a lab grown diamond or a moissanite. He wrinkled his nose at a moissanite and started listing off the reasons that. So what is, what is a moissanite? So a moissanite, very cool stone. It was first discovered when it crashed into Earth in a meteor in a meteorite, right?
1: Oh, I do know about these. Yeah, and yeah. then
0: it was found to be made of just. I think it's silicon carbide or something. Something that's just easily like. You can just make it in the lab, and so now they make it. It's not quite as hard as diamond, but that's kind of kind of irrelevant because the only thing that can scratch it is a diamond. So diamond. unless you're yeah, so. unless you're doing a very aggressive fist bump with another person who's engaged, uh, uh, with the diamond unless ring, you're
1: playing Beyblades with them, you're probably okay. <laughs> you're
0: probably fine, right? <laughs> right. Um, I'm looking up here,
1: hmm. so I can get a white gold round side stone moissanite engagement ring. You can, there's a customized button on this website because it does them in Ireland. Stone size, shape, yada yada, yeah, yeah.
0: and it's about nine hundred euro. Yeah, A couple of hundred, maybe into into the thousand. You can get nice rings, like anything you can. There's a there's a, a higher. This is a diamond. very nice looking ring. To and totally and moissanites moissanites look nicer than diamonds if you're into sparkle and radiance and brilliance or something. They apparently outshine diamonds, right? So they're they're beautiful stones. Yeah, but they
1: don't they don't have they don't have the suffering and oppression. This That's is what, what I want to talk diamonds, about. So really this is what I want to talk about. Right? So this <laughs> is what I want, this
0: is what I really want to get into. <laughs> One second before we do, though, because I brought this up. He wrinkled his nose. He dismissed my nose. He's like, well, okay, maybe we could look at a lab-grown diamond. And I said, okay, well, you know, that sounds pretty good. He's like, well, just I just want to make something clear. Like, so just so we're all on the on the same page here. If you buy a lab-grown, you're not buying a diamond. I said, oh, okay, because the reading, the research I've done indicates that, like, aren't they exactly? Right? Molecularly they, identical, like, on yeah. on the molecular level, they, aren't they chemically identical? He goes, well, yes, they are, of course, but... These aren't real diamonds. And I'm like, well, what's the difference? And he goes, well, uh, uh, lab-grown diamonds will have a a laser inscription on the side of them that has like a certificate number that says where they were made and all that sort of stuff. And I was like, oh, but can you tell them apart? He goes, well, I just look for the inscription. I'm like, okay, but assuming that's not there, are they different? And he goes, no. And I said, well, is it not a diamond? And he goes, well, no, you know, in the jeweler industry, you know, we don't – I was like, all right, okay.
1: You could argue that that – you could argue that it was not naturally formed over tens of thousands of years
0: from pressure in the Earth. Okay, Dennis, that is true. I don't know why that gives it additional but value, but, but that is that is a distinction, I suppose. Dennis, in order to bring me into this world, there was some guy what spunked into a jar instead of, you know, a natural conception, <laughs> yeah. and I'm still just as much a human as you are, right? Like I'm a donor. Well, I don't, don't want. I don't want.
1: I don't want to jump to those. Conclusions. That's not. <laughs> that's and that's nothing to do with the process. I, I would not put yourself forward as a of confidence. Okay, donor conceived <laughs> or IVF conceived people around the world are no less human like myself I know I know, I know. And,
0: and that's that, that I think is a very apt analogy it doesn't matter where it came from it matters what it is well no, actually it does matter where it came from very much so because when I, yeah it matters in the opposite direction, though, the opposite right? direction. diamonds are terrible they're terrible things these, this stone is, is ripped out of the ground in, in, in impoverished parts of the world where the people who are doing it are, are, are treated abysmally, kept in horrible working conditions, right, where there is there is no regard for safety, even just human dignity and decency. On top of that, the environmental destruction that is wrought by diamond mining – and look, I'm not saying I'm a perfect consumer. I know there's no ethical consumption under capitalism. I understand that. But diamonds are so bad for the environment and for just civilization in general – and, to make it worse, they're not that rare. They really very, are very, not that rare.
1: Very similarly to this, um, Nikki also, um, I think she would have been happy with the lab-grown diamond for what it was worth. But she wanted a, she didn't want a new diamond. She, she definitely wanted yeah. a, a vintage piece Pre, of jewelry. Pre-loved. And the, the, the ring I got her, I think, is like 200 years old or something. Mm-hmm. Um which a is kind of cool, That's kind and, of cool yeah. i mean it's still it's still not it's still obviously the product of of some amount of suffering somewhere in africa i'm yeah. sure um but at
0: least at least none of that money is still going to de beers you know what i mean i just i saw a tweet a couple of weeks ago and this was part of what i was, you know the research i was doing into this sort of stuff someone tweeted like Okay, cool, cool, cool. So, the only reason that diamonds are worth something is because we all got, to, got together and agreed that they're worth that because people suffered to get them out of the ground or something like that, right? That, it was much funnier the way they put it. Yeah. But I just think that's the biggest load of shit in the world. Like, this is going to, like, as soon as lab grown meat is commercially available, as soon as lab grown meat is something that you can just buy on the, off the shelf for, like, an, you know, a, a, without, their, like, I'm just never going to eat meat from an animal ever again. Because why would you? It has to be. It has to be economical as a thing. Yeah. It
1: has to be cheaper. And the problem there is, well, well lab grown diamonds have gotten there because there's such a low lab- diamonds are just such a low volume. Mm. You know what I mean? Mm. Um, beef, though, for example. You're yeah. going to get yeah, you need, beef you need, farmers and – well, they'll yeah. be lobbying governments for but increased this is taxes on lab and stuff
0: or tax break. I'm, I'm sure it is. I'm sure this happening with the diamond industry. Like why Why are all lab-grown diamonds – why do they have that laser inscription on the side of it? I'm sure it's a protectionist mm. thing to protect the old boys. And I, I, can I tell you this? As more and more people of our generation and the generations behind us, as, as, more of, as more of them grow up and as fewer and fewer of them want to buy, you know, stones that destroy the environment and, and end people's lives – people the 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 the, the jewelers who don't get with the times they're just going to go to business like these stones there's a little bit of tension there though it's 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 unbelievable anyway so megan and i left and and this is something that funnily enough you you would think that if a couple went engagement ring shopping together ran into big obstacles and you know one of them's like well i can't afford This ring, right? I can't afford to get you what you want in this situation. You'd think that that might cause conflict or at least disagreement, or at least Mm. it wouldn't be, it would be a negative thing, right? You'd be lucky if it's a neutral thing. Megan and I, on the train back towards Denner Station, we talked Mm. about the experience we just had, and we were so thoroughly in sync about what had happened, what had been said. Where we were, like as a couple, what our next what our next steps were, how we were going to deal with this, and it just it it it's so funny that this disastrous attempt to shop brought you together yeah. for jewelry, like shop for an engagement ring, actually brought us close together. So that's nice. It is, and you know we we've talked about it and we've sort of settled on a. On a new price point, which is much lower now because Megan has identified what she wants in a ring with a lot more clarity and we're probably going to move away from some of the custom stuff because we didn't realize how much was going to be involved with that. And we're just going to get a nice moissanite in a nice cobalt band and it's going to cost maybe a grand, maybe two at a stretch Mm-hmm. And it'll look really nice in her finger, and that's all that matters. And anyone who looks at us and is like, "Oh, you know, he doesn't love you. He didn't spend enough money." They can just they can they can do one because I don't I don't I I don't think anybody actually feels like that. I think people do. I don't think people our age do, but I think that they're like if she shows Maybe. it to like I don't know, I don't I'm not saying that Megan's family is like this because they're not, but right, if she but shows like it to her, like her grandmother, or yeah, an old you know? aunt or something, like someone who's very traditional yeah. is going to look at that and just be like, "Oh, that's not a like that," you know. I think it's nonsense. I think it's horseshit. And I think that if you are out there considering proposing to someone, don't give in to I know this sounds like a, almost like a bit that I would do, but like don't give in to the lies of big diamond mining. Like don't give in to big diamond mm. because it is such nonsense. Big diamond.
1: <laughs> no, it is. I, I I think I I think I agree with you. Like um I'm surprised you walked away ringless. And I'm sad you have to go back and go through it again. But it sounds like you're probably just
0: going to order it online at this stage. Oh, really. it's fine. No, no, we're going to we're going to go down to Brisbane. We're going there are a couple of other places. I actually, <laughs> Dennis, if this hadn't happened in Melbourne, this probably would have been another haircut story episode because I went and had my haircut today. And one of the other oh, barbers, but,
1: a Turkish barber. No, no, no. Any, no, any, no. any interesting stuff? It was
0: a very, it was a very, uh, it was a very easy experience this time around. There were no surprises. Um, but one of the other barbers there, his mate's dad is a jeweler who does weird custom orders in his words. And so I got his number and he's like, call him, he'll make anything and there won't be any judgment. Because that's what, I don't I don't need that. I don't need to be judged while I'm trying to take this quite big step forward in my life. You know what I mean? Anyway. I understand.
1: Um there's something I want to touch on here yeah. when we're talking about like weird alternative materials for jewellery. Yeah. Um, which is a brand that I, I just saw us having a sale that I wish I was an affiliate for. I wish you could use coupon code string here. Hmm. And I think I've talked to you about it. Have you, have you already shown you my whole my Holzkern watch?
0: I think we talked about these. Hols Holzkern watch? Let me let me have a look at this. H-O-L-Z-K-E-R-N. I think Holzkern like watch. All right. Well yeah. I'm a I'm a swatch man. Always have been. Wood and stone watches by Holzkern. Unique by nature. Let's have a look at these. These are not these They're, are nice looking watches they're
1: made and mostly they're made of wooden stone.
0: Yeah. That, they're very cool. Yeah, they're very yeah, they're very they've got nice jewelry as well. I'm having a look at some of the jewelry. And uh, and honestly, for like a
1: lot of them are not very expensive. No. No, they're not. Nice. They're like a cup. they're like like two or three hundred watches that I think look a lot more expensive.
0: Well, if you use coupon code LOVE right now, that's L-O-V-E. You know, they made you a can mistake. Buy two of them, yeah. They made a mistake with that uh, H-A-L-T-T. It must have been lost in translation. On two pieces of jury, 14% yeah. off. Why are we doing free advertising for this company? whole Zone pay up. Because I bought I bought these watches and I believe in them, dude. Yeah. I think they're really good. I bought
1: Nikki one. It's not, I, I don't know how what shipping is like to Australia, because I think it's a German company. Mm-hmm. But um I would highly recommend them. And yeah, like they have, like, I have um. I have one that's made of like walnut and like limestone, mm-hmm. and it's nuts. Yeah. And it's, you know, it is a heavy watch. <laughs> oh, I mean, for,
0: <laughs> you know, for people who like that sort of thing, I wear a very slight swatch watch, very light on the wrist. Uh, but there are people who, like, who they enjoy a chonker, a, a chonker on the wrist, Dennis. Some people enjoy that. But M- Megan and I. Not uh, Megan is going to get a very lithe engagement ring uh, because she wants one. And I hope she can point that out to people who call bullshit on it and be like, no, Riley's not. A, well, Riley is a tight ass, but that's not the reason that I have this small ring. That's, it's not, what's, that's not what's happening here. Yeah, yeah. I, I, and yeah, she wanted one that's durable and not ostentatious and over the top. And and, and, that, and Dennis, that's what she shall have because that's what she deserves. Anyway, I've taken up so much of this episode by, by no, talking about this. No, please but, be my guest. Be my guest. Put oh, you, our you, service you, to the you, test. Uh, you haven't, uh, haven't had much going on this week?
1: No, it's not Thursday what I mean. Um, so, Riley, mm. I want to talk to you a little bit about the cinema. Again, we're going back to the cinema. Again, going back to the cinema, because I tried to do something this past weekend.
0: That was a disaster. Did you try to stay in one what the, in the cinema and like hide when the cleaning staff came through so you could see whatever was Close. next? Close. Oh, really? Close. Oh, that's good. Okay, that's exciting. Well,
1: not, not, no, less fun. No. We... So we have our movie jar, and yep. we used to have one of the options in there was cinema. And when you pull cinema, we just get in the car, and we go to the movies, and we see whatever's on whatever's next. Whatever's
0: on right? next, right?
1: And there's been quite a few times that we've pulled the cinema thing and gone, not tonight. No. You know? <laughs> which, go, which goes against the spirit of the it thing, does, right? It does, man.
0: If it's in there, you gotta, you got to do it, yeah.
1: So this season, <laughs> we um we were like, all right, every fifth week, we're just going to go to the cinema. Rather we're going to book, book, book it out that way,
0: right? Okay, so it's this is almost making up for the times that I got pulled last time.
1: And Riley, we tried to do a triple feature this past weekend. Is this... what? We tried to go see three movies in a cinema in a day. Why? Because usually we watch three movies
0: when we do movie night, generally speaking. Oh, back to back to back. Yeah. Oh, do you really? I didn't know. Sometimes that. four.
1: Oh, my, oh yeah. Oh
0: what do you mean movie night? Four? You go till four in the morning watching four films?
1: What? We usually start around six, and we usually end around one a.m.
0: Okay. Yeah. All right. So six to eight, bit of a break, then nine to eleven, and have then, dinner. Yeah. 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 Okay. All right. Yeah. All right. All right. All right.
1: So we tried to this past week watch Knock at the Cabin, the new M Night Shyamalan film. Okay. Yeah. Followed by Fablemans, the new Steven Spielberg film. Yeah. Followed by a late showing of Babylon, the new Damien Chazelle film, which I've which Nick and I have already seen, but we're happy to go to again. Okay. We go to Knock at the Cabin. Mm-hmm. This involves a lot of logistics and planning, right? Because you're like, well, the trailers for the movie is usually this long, but the credits for this one probably takes up some of this runtime. You're trying to, like, you know, fit in time to eat oh, and you'd stuff, Oh, you like, right? speed
0: running it, too. Yeah, wow, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So...
1: Ghost to knock the Cabin, a film I don't think I would recommend but for what it's worth. I will
0: enjoy, um, as I do with most M. Night Shyamalan films, reading the Wikipedia plot synopsis.
1: There is, don't. Okay. Don't even. Why? Well, I want to know what the twist is. Don't. There, 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 is, there isn't really one. The more I think about the film having seen it, the less I like it. That's my take wow.
0: on right. a <laughs> glowing, the cabin. A glowing review. It, yeah, yeah.
1: And it was only a B when we were leaving the theater. Yeah, okay. And Riley, I'm so ashamed to say this. We finished Knock at the Cab and we walk out into the cold light of day. Oh, no. And we just went home and went oh, back to the jar. No, <laughs> we were not going dude, back in oh, to turn around and no. watch Fablemans. And it was a little dune from the start because yeah. Fablemans and Babylon are, are both three hour plus films.
0: Oh, so you've bitten off more than you can chew there. Yeah, yeah. You've. you've, but, you've yeah, you've and, record, and we finished you?
1: the easy one, the short one, we were like. <laughs>
0: so you just went home and watched them out of the jar instead? What'd you watch? Oh, God, I can Shrek so. 1 and oh. 2.
1: Shrek 1 and 2, baby. Finest of cinema only. Um, No, we watched, uh, I think we watched Eyes Wide Shut, which is a film I did enjoy and would recommend. And much more straightforward than I thought it was going to be for a Kubrick movie. Just a normal, like, mystery movie. Nice. Um, But there is a thing that the cinema does here, Riley. Hmm. I think I've mentioned to you a couple of times that I wonder if it would interest you. Go on. Which is the monthly
0: pass. Okay, so immediately my question is how much is a monthly pass and how much is a regular ticket? So the monthly pass is 15 euro a month.
1: What? That's nothing. Yeah. I know. If you go twice, you're good.
0: Oh, okay. Well, in that case, sign me up. Let's go. Yeah, I'd be going every week. Absolutely. What?
1: Yeah, and you get like 15% off food. At this point,
0: Dennis, you'd you'd be losing money not to.
1: I I kind of agree. And when Nikki and I lived across the road from the cinema when we were in our old apartment, yeah. we had the monthly patch of the cinema. I think it was more expensive at the time. I think it was 20 euro. And I think it was because cinemas were desperate. Yeah. We're less desperate. They're more desperate now. Yeah. Um But so many times we'd be sitting around and be like, oh, I'll watch
0: something we'll like, yeah, We just wander into the cinema. That's so yeah, that's really nice. Two, uh, like it's like two tickets, please. It's like a Netflix subscription that gets you out of the house. It,
1: and there is so much value in like being able to not be on your phone, yeah. and not be just like for example, we have a we have a, a video game book club, right? Yeah. And the the pick for this time is Disco Elysium, a game I have not played.
0: Yeah, I haven't finished it. I, I remember starting and I think I refunded it because I'm like, I don't get this. Yeah, it's it's heavy. Yeah.
1: But I bought it on PlayStation instead of PC, same price. Yeah. Because I was like, no, I'll play this in the sitting room, and I'll play it where I don't have emails and Discord. And you know what I mean? And just also like, walkthroughs. Be a little yeah, bit. Yeah yeah just be a little bit purposeful about it Yeah, and the cinema's kind of true in the same way Like, yep. I think it, there's something nice about going and making a thing and dude let me tell you there is no there are few feelings more liberating than being halfway through a movie in the cinema knowing you haven't paid anything for it and just going this sucks let's leave yeah, <laughs> yeah. it's powerful I like, think I went and saw Atomic Blonde and forty-five minutes in, we were like, "This blows. Let's get out of here." This is oh, mwah.
0: and you haven't left anything on the table. Yeah, I, I definitely, I definitely prefer that. I definitely prefer that because, uh, like, going to the cinema is just so expensive as far as I, as far as I know. It is. It, right? It's insane.
1: Talk about. You, I mean, as far as you know, talk about um, like nickel and diamond. You from salespeople. I, I think the only thing less ethical than ethical the diamond industry is the movie popcorn industry. To be honest, that's the only one I. can think Well, that they'd that be about the same by suffering.
0: weight, right? I, yeah, I suppose that's true. I can just, just get a ring with a big kernel of popcorn in it, and that that'd cost you thirteen grand.
1: Yeah. No, look, I love, I love going to the cinema, and yeah. I love having. Most importantly, I love the option of having go, of going to will go into the cinema. Mm-hmm. So I don't know how you deal with this, Riley. Right, but when we go to the cinema, I insist we buy our snacks at the cinema.
0: No, I see. I just wouldn't. I just that my my solution to that is just would not. You know, the last time we went to the cinema was with you. When we saw Star Wars. Yeah, when we saw Star Wars. Uh, when we saw uh, Star Wars last name, please.
1: Yeah. Rise of the Skywalker. Yeah. <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah.
1: yeah. Hi, my name is Ray. Last name. <laughs> what is your surname? Yeah. Provided immediately.
0: Yeah. ID, please. Uh, yeah. Yep. Uh, that movie has not aged well in my brain. <laughs> no. Well, I, I, um, we watched all the Star Wars films together, Megan and I. Um, we watched them in the hatchet, hatchet order, although we did watch episode one. Uh, it went really well. Got to episode seven, rewatched it, and I was just like, I don't care to continue. And I'm not trying to be a snooty, oh, they don't count. Oh, the I, did, I
1: loved seven when it came out, though. I was so I excited. Know, I, I, was, I watched
0: seven uh, and I was like, let's go. I was like hyped hyped as hell and like the X-Wing's coming along the lake and all that sort of stuff. I loved it. But then I just didn't care to go back and continue with the the sequel trilogy. And it wasn't out of snootiness or anything. It was just like I, we didn't get around to it which is a pretty damning indictment of a film when you think about it like that when you know because I think there's a level of performativeness in hating the prequels but just being kind of I like agree. bored by them
1: I don't know. Oh man. it's
0: better to be it's better to have
1: a negative reaction than no reaction yeah. right? Yeah. For sure especially when it comes to a film uh, but you're right the last time the, 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 we went to the Stella which is like a boutique cinema here mm-hmm. which is expensive but it's like a novelty I wouldn't go see every movie there mm. um but I think, would you, if it was fifteen euro a month, would you, for a winter, for example, you and Megan get three months of ah, it and just be like, probably not. <laughs> Still, probably not. Would you, would you get one month and just try to see everything available in a weekend and then re-
0: and then cancel it? Oh, so gamifying it, yeah. If there if, if, yeah. if there was a reason to do it, if it was gonna like if it was something we did with say another couple, or if it was something that we needed because we were just not getting out of the house, or if there was a point to it, yes. But I don't think it's something I would just do like off the bat. No. I don't really like, like, films are fine, but I, there, there are other entertainment media that are above films in terms of, like, my priority list. Do you know what I
1: mean? Yeah, I think it's tricky. I think films are the best bang for buck time-wise. Mm,
0: no, I don't think so. I think that's, I think they're very poor bang for buck, actually
1: maybe if not for buck it depends on your uh, definition mean, like, of
0: bang as well what it like is a book giving you bang? i think because if you want but I if think, you want bang for buck can, like secondhand books it can't go wrong there
1: i think maybe buck buck is the wrong term i think you can get the most out of a film compared to how much time you have to put into it compared to a book or a movie.
0: ah so you're so the buck here is time time yeah yeah you get the most bang for your bang for your binnet
1: Yeah, so if you think of, like, a movie that you love, that, like, you find impactful or emotionally resonant, Mm. it's probably two, two and a half hours.
0: Yes, and if you want to re-experience that, then you can just sit down and spend an evening, or not even an evening, spend a couple of hours watching it. Whereas, like, if you've got a book you love, it's like, all right, well, this is a week.
1: Yeah, and it's 15 hours
0: or whatever. And video games are even more, 30, 40, usually, for games that people think of, like, as narratively resonant. Yes, yeah, true. No, no, that's a good point. Okay, yeah, and it is funny, as, as we get older, Buck... Starts to move away from money necessarily and becomes well. Like- you and I talked
1: about this with video games before, where you were like, "Oh my god, look at the size of the map in this Assassin's Creed game," mm. and now you're like, "Oh my god, look at the size of the yeah. map in this <laughs> Assassin's Creed <laughs> that's game." Exactly it, man. What are you talking I about? Time.
0: I don't have time to sit and play Assassin's Creed for forty hours. I'll play Hades for forty hours, but that's just off. You know, that's me doing simple yeah, half doing hour that. Runs. You're doing-
1: you're doing that in twenty minute chunks, yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I didn't For some reason League of Legends is different. <laughs>
0: yeah, it's nonsense. I don't know. Anyway, so what's so what's the resolution to this movie movie jar situation with the cinema? Has that just been I taken off the know. agenda or we've, are we gonna try it again? We've
1: bought four weeks of runway to figure it out again, I guess, but I don't know. We every time we've pulled it, we've only gone once or twice when we've pulled it and tried to be spontaneous about it. Mm. Um it's just one of those things where, like, I'm expecting future Dennis to be like, let's go. And then present Dennis at the time is like, I don't want to get in my car. You no, can't He's talking
0: I'm very comfortable here in my house with all my things. Yeah, exactly.
1: Yeah. Um, so we might just have to abandon the cinema aspect of it, which is heartbreaking a little bit. This is what happens. Um, like, you
0: make plans and you're very excited about having, like, the plan. And then it's, oh, wait. Oh, now I have to actually I actually have to do the thing that I plan. Oh, no, I don't like that so much. Hmm. Yeah,
1: I I, I don't like that version of myself, though. Like, you know, Planning Dennis is a great guy. But I often (laughs) make jokes, you know you often make jokes like oh, that's a future Dennis problem and i hate that guy yeah. almost as much as i hate past Dennis past Dennis is the worst oh my god which i think is a very and cl- I, I think a little bit a clever little indictment of my the way i live my life to be honest
0: yeah exactly yeah the only the only true Dennis the one true Dennis is the one you are here and now and all the other Dennises ah well i mean that's their problem
1: here and now here and now Dennis is dealing with the consequences of past Dennis and screwing over future Dennis in any given possible moment the grandest tradition of all Dennis, Dennis
0: being passed down from well, not generation to generation, but from from moment to moment. Yeah, from moment to moment, from Dennis to Dennis.
1: You know how I knew. You know how I knew that the um, the cinema thing was destined to fail. Go on. The, the triple feature, because and I I knew this because this is what I did when we were organizing it.
0: We didn't pre-book any of the tickets. No, really. no, 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 and that was like, and we, I think we knew in our heart of hearts. Well, if you'd been sure that it was going to be a success, you would have just got all of them. But you're not putting, I don't know, four hundred euro or whatever it is to go to the cinema these days on the table just to see three films. Some <laughs> like, of
1: tickets, tickets are still, I still like a tenner.
0: How much do you think Weird. it is to it's go to? The c- cin- how much do you think it is to go to the cinema in Australia? Uh, I'm gonna guess fifteen dollars. Fifteen dollars. I don't think you're right. I'm gonna say it's like close to twenty five. So what's your let's let's look up your local s- cinema. Yeah, it just look like like Marucci Door is probably the the. Oh wow, Titanic anniversary 20, 25th anniversary remaster. Yeah, How's they're showing? re releasing they're releasing that here too. All right, let's see how much that is. Buy tickets. I'm going to go and see t- Titanic. Oh, in three D as t- well. Okay, is this Tamiku Cinemas? Uh, I I've never heard of that. I'm just on Hoyts. Um. Just, what are Hoyts? Hoyts, a Hoyts cinema. Hoyts Company. cinema, yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. Hoyts Queensland, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, so Hoyts Sunnybank, Hoyts Redcliffe, Hoyts Stafford. Uh, it doesn't matter. I don't think there'll be a lot of regional pricing. Twenty three dollars to go to a Hoyts cinema. $23. So Twenty three dollars. Twenty
1: three AUD in euro. Twenty three yeah. AUD in euro. It's gonna be like 14, 15? 14.89. There you go. Wow. Let's go to Drum Drum. I think it'll be about fifteen
0: euro. Okay. To be All right. About. Well, so it's the same, the so same we, kind what, of realm. What, what, what,
1: what movie were you trying to see? Were you trying to 20, see Titanic I just picked that at
0: random. I'm not going to go and see
1: Titanic. <laughs> well, let's 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 see. Let's see that. Let's see how much Titanic. The problem Titanic with that? only like the ending.
0: I knew how it was going to end. You know? Yeah, I mean, that's how that's how I felt about. I the Passion of the Christ as well. Yeah, exactly. At least at least put a twist in there, right? Oh no, it made, oh, no. It, made it there fine. It was fine. No, a hit. A meteorite hit it. Riley, were you seeing in 2D or 3D? 3D. Same here. 3D ticket, glasses included, 10 euro 80. Oh well, there you go. That we've been priced out. We've been priced out of the cinemas here in Australia. Can't do it. Can't see it. I much. know you're joking, but that is like, that is like a 45% increase. <laughs> it's a lot. It is a lot. Well, Yeah. Well, this conversation has changed nothing about my perspective of the cinema. Actually, it's it made me, even if it's possible, slightly less likely to go and organize this cinema because you reminded me that it is a fair bit of a hassle. It is a little bit
1: of a it hassle, yeah. A little but bit a I'm hassle. telling you, if you live near one, get that. Get the the, the the local pass for a month or two. It will it'll it's all, it's very beneficial for um, for date nights. Yeah, because there's something much nicer about going to a cinema and being like this sucks and leaving than starting a film on Netflix, giving forty minutes
0: in and being like this sucks and turning it off. Yeah, yeah. At least you tried. At least you got dressed up and left the house. Otherwise, it's just another. At least
1: and at least you get to performably walk past the minimum wage cinema employee and go. I did not enjoy that very much. Good day, sir. <laughs> and I'm sure ca- they're heartbroken over. I did not care for that, and I will now be returning home. Oh, thank you. I would like my zero dollars back, please.
0: (laughs) Thanks for listening to this week's episode of Have a Listen to This. We do hope you've enjoyed the episode. And hey, if you haven't, doesn't matter. The the download numbers show up all the same. So whatever, suckers. But if you did enjoy this show, please tell your friends about it. And uh, look, tell people that aren't your friends. Tell acquaintances and even your enemies. Again, the downloads show up all the same uh and if you want to support the show if you really like the show this much you can uh, support us on patreon patreon patreon.com slash have a listen to this get access to uh behind the scenes stuff early early access to episodes all sorts of things Uh, we are definitely in this for the money not for the love of the game or anything like that so head over to patreon and uh, help us get them rookie numbers up